Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, it's Wendy. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. On today's podcast, I'm talking about basics. I mean, there's basics in our fashion or our clothes, right? Your black basic dress is what we would say, right? But there's also basics in our life, in our wellness, in our health. And so in today's podcast, I wanted to go back to those. What are those basics? What do we need to focus on? Broken it down to four pillars. I've absolutely seen a wheelhouse of eight, kind of a cycle of eight different aspects of health and wellness. I've broken it down a little bit further, maybe a little bit different, just to put things in perspective for you all. So take a listen and see what you can do to get back to some basics to actually change your momentum forward. And take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com. We've got these podcast episodes up there. We also have added a number of other things, and I want to hear from you. I have a place and a space for you to work with me individually. I've got some other areas now as well that you can take a look at that are active. And I've got some more coming up throughout 2022, so stay tuned. I'm in the works of a lot of projects to help you all continue to overcome what you had become, because the reality is that's what life is about. Life is a journey, and so is this aspect of it. Thanks so much for listening. Excellent. So thank you, as always, for joining me. I love, love being here. I know that we are full into the summer months. And in that time, I know many people are doing different things in the evenings compared to when we are in routine. I feel like more in the fall, winter, spring. But I love being here and I'm always glad to serve you guys and to be able to connect and communicate. Tonight, I want to talk about something that I haven't gone back to in a while. And I know there's so many different directions that we can go, we can talk about when it comes to nutrition and body movement or exercise, psychology, self-love, self-development, stress management. You know, there's so many different ways that we can go with this. But tonight I wanted to actually get back to the basics because I feel like when we get off track in our life or we get off track in our food, We always have to remember that there's basics to go back to. And when things become overwhelming, too much, too scattered, too confusing, I read something new, a new article, a new doctor said something, a new person said something, I had a new thought. When things become overwhelming, the best thing to do is review and go back to the basics and see what you can get back to rather than go forward with, right? Because if you don't have the basics, there's no sense in 
going higher, so to speak, or going to a different level. Or sometimes we have to take a short detour. Sometimes life happens and we can't do everything the way we wanted to in that moment in time. So instead of running back down the mountain or for some people falling back down that mountain, why not just take a little detour? And in that, you can go back to the basics. And so when I say basics, you know, realistically, when I was sitting down to kind of organize my thoughts, when I look at the basics, right, we've got our nutrition component, our exercise or activity component. For some people, so it's a physical component. For some people, there's some physiological components that can be things like hormones and stress management and you know, physiologically, it can also be medications, disease, et cetera, which I won't go into all of that because, wow, we'd be on here for a while, right? But if I look at things like stress management, and then finally, you know, our purpose or our psychology, the reality is with those four components, if you look at them, and I know there's more, I, I just was kind of going back to my own basics and I'm looking at the wheel of life. I was talking with a friend about what we used to do with our coaching and coaching practices, et cetera, and health coaches and what they're doing and teaching them now. And, you know, we have this wheel of life that has these eight components. I'm going to focus mainly on these four because I think the more that we can break it down, so to speak, to basics, the more we get out of life. Then we wind up kind of trying to catch everything. And you can't. When you're in overwhelm and something happens in life, or it's summer, I know many people are out and about in different routines. I've seen more people traveling than ever, right? So when we're traveling, you come back home, going back to basics. So when we look at these four components, the first being our nutrition piece, there's a few essentials in the nutrition piece. You know, if your food gets off balance, then where do you start? I always tell people, start with your hydration. And I know that sounds simple, but here's the point. It's supposed to be. <laughs> we don't need to make it complicated, especially when we're just trying to get back to basics. So first things first, focus your hydration, especially one, we're in summer months. Two, if you're traveling, we know when you travel, whether it's by car, plane, train, boat, whatever it is, you are well likely to be dehydrated. So focusing on your hydration, are you getting enough fluids in? And are you getting enough of hydrating fluids in? Fluids or drinks that are caffeinated do not hydrate you, so they cannot count. So water, and obviously you can put water with lemon, lime, orange slices, etc. You can do herbal teas, can count as long as they're decaffeinated. And organic is a better option, but herbal teas can count towards hydration. Seltzer waters can count towards hydration. So hydration is imperative, and you can get a sense of how much you need based on your body weight or based on recommendations that you might have. But focusing there first is really helpful because if you're not hydrated, you're not going to feel good. It's the truth. You can get dizzy have low energy from dehydration, and overall just have a feeling of yuck. So focusing on hydration is the first key, and I find it can be easy for many people, making sure you have a good water bottle that you like to drink out of. Does it have a straw? Does it have an open top? Is it a wide mouth container? Is that the right one for you? Because 
sometimes people I've found have real specific preferences on what they drink from and what they drink from better, so to speak, what they get more fluids in with. So that's important to note for yourself, right? There's actually a whole psychology behind that, believe it or not, which I don't want to go into on that call because if I go into it on this call, we won't get to the rest of what I've written out. But nutrition and focusing on that hydration piece is really important. And then obviously the next step for you is kind of what's the easiest. So is it easiest for you to focus on your fiber? Are you getting enough fruits and vegetables? I know that sounds simple, but again, it's not supposed to be hard. We don't have to make it so hard. Life doesn't have to be hard and neither does food. So are you getting enough fiber? Are you getting enough fruits and vegetables to bolster your fiber enough that you have adequate bowel movement, adequate blood sugar control, control for people with diabetes, adequate satisfaction from meals? Helps with all of those things and many, many more. I mean, the list on fiber can go long and deep. But if you're off the basics, go back to fiber. Are you getting enough fiber? There's plenty of there's fiber tracker apps. You can track your fiber on your own with this thing called a computer. You know just about everything about yourself and every facet of nutrition you can imagine. So you can look up the fibrous foods you eat and track that and make sure that you're getting between 25 and 35 grams, which is what's recommended. Then looking at things like protein, are you getting good adequate protein? Are you having it regularly throughout the day? Are you having enough essential fats? And yes, you do need enough essential fats in what you eat in order to maintain and sustain your health as well as various other issues. So making sure you're getting small essential fats throughout the day. And then of course, if you take specific supplements for specific reasons, those lists can go on and on. But if you weren't taking them while you were traveling or you've been kind of off your game with that, well, maybe now is the time to get back with that. Again, it's easy for you. It just needs to be easy. When we talk about basics, secondarily, we've got to really think about body movement. For some people, they like exercise. Other people like to call it activity. For some of my clients, I call it body movement. really depends on the phrase that resonates the most with you. But we were meant to move. We just were. It doesn't have to be extreme. I actually watched a YouTuber with one of my children last week, and I cannot. I tried to find him today, and I could not find the name of this YouTuber. It's probably better. But this gentleman is really bases his food and his exercise based on primal kind of caveman philosophy. So he does about three to four hours of vigorous activity. I mean, like bricks in a backpack, pulling tires down the road kind of activity, very primal kind of caveman oriented. He feels like that's how we should still be living. You do not have to be like this gentleman to be healthy. I understand his premise understand where he's going. I also understand a gentleman named Wim Hof who jumps in to Canadian waters because he feels like we've lost our connection with being in cold like that. Totally understand. You don't have to do that though. <laughs> Here's what we know is important about body movement, exercise activity. It is not all about weight. If we would just stop making everything about weight in our country, we would be so much better off. 
body movement, exercise, activity, whatever we want to deem it, helps with sleep, hormone health, heart disease, diabetes, stress management, it increases energy, boosts mood, and apparently it can even help with libido. There are so many positives to moving your body, I can't find any negatives, unless of course you have an issue that impedes you from doing that, a physical ailment. Beyond that, anything you want to do to move your body will help with any and all of those things I just listed. If you want to take a walk down the block for 10 minutes, if that's all you can do, start there. If you want to garden, start there. If you want to do yoga or lift weights or swim in a pool, I mean, obviously in the summer, right? Now is a good time. There's plenty of public pools or lakes, depending on where you live, that you can go and do some swimming, canoeing, kayaking, hiking, biking. The list can go on and on. If you're out of body movement or exercise, find a way just to do a few minutes every day. Again, it doesn't have to be hard. You just have to do it. Just a couple minutes. It doesn't have to be the 45 minutes to an hour. It doesn't have to be the class in the gym, unless that's your genre. It doesn't have to be. It can be 10 minutes. It can be a 10-minute walk in the morning. It can be a 5-minute walk at night. It can be when you get enough energy to do it. The more you move your body and the more we know we're outside doing it, I know depending on where you live, it may not be realistic this time of year, but the more you move your body outside, the more we know it helps with that circadian rhythm and those sleep patterns. So many people now are reporting issues with insomnia and anxiety. And the reality is, is, you know, think about when you were a kid. Now, we may have had less on our mind, less to worry about, but I remember being a kid and going to day camp. I had to go to day camp. I was raised by a single mom. She couldn't watch me all summer, so I went to day camp from morning to night. And I would come home and I'd pretty much eat and go to bed. Because my circadian rhythm was so on point, I was outside all day. I know we don't have the opportunity, all of us, to do that all day, but recognize the benefits from the little bit that you know about your past and the little bit that we know. I feel like we only know the surface of what actually moving our body does for all of these things. And the more I learn about perimenopause and menopause for women, the more I recognize that hormones, whether that be sex-related hormones or other hormones like cortisol production, they're so interrelated to body movement, it's insane. So the reality is, is go back to basics. Whatever you can do, whether you're on vacation or you're home, get it done. Just a few minutes will go a long way. The third pillar, so to speak, of the, you know, kind of going back to basics would be stress management. Many of us do not put this into our regimen. We just overlook it. Many people are kind of hyper-focused on their nutrition or hyper-focused on their exercise and they forget. You know, we are human beings in a human doing society, right? That's the truth. We live in a doing society. And in that, we're constantly barraged with a whole lot of information and a whole lot of stuff, which increases our stress levels. So can you find five to 10 minutes of just quiet time? 
I mean, quiet time can just help decompress the nervous system enough to bring your stress levels down. Where you're in overwhelm, go lay on the couch, lay on your bed, and literally no phone, no screen, no computer, no screaming, no whatever. Five minutes, set a timer, and just sit. You'd be surprised at the difference that you feel even after five minutes. Obviously, I just talked about exercise and stress management, obviously core interrelated. For some people, they want to take it to a, a different level. So instead of quiet time, they may wind up doing 15 to 20 minutes of prayer or meditation. They may wind up going, you know, you can look at things like yoga and or breath work. Those are all really important in stress management. Time to unplug, right? So taking a half an hour or an hour and just unplugging might be while you cook dinner. It might be while you do a favorite activity. Do not be engaged with other people or on your phone. I'm seeing people now exercise and watch their phones. And I'm like, is there any time that we're unplugged anymore? And the reality is we know that our stress levels and our anxiety is increasing based on research. We know that screen time is creating that issue. So what if you just implemented, go back to basics, can you implement a time period, can you just commit to that, to unplug? Can you commit to listening to something that helps you de-stress? There are many things out there, right? Whether it's a certain facet of classical music, a certain facet of a neural beat that helps your body feel more regulated, well, then take the time to listen to that, even if it's during a bedtime routine or while you're in the shower. And of course, there's always adjunct therapies, again, talking about basics, but for those of you that get to the basics and want to go further, right, you can look at things like acupuncture, massage, there's a whole host of things that we can do for adjunct therapies when it comes to stress management. Finally, when I talk about basics, I don't think I've ever really thought about it in this way, but the truth of the matter of being a human being is that we need a purpose. Purpose helps with our psychology. It helps with who we are. It helps with what we wake up for in the morning. Even if we can't do that as our career, having that purpose in the morning and setting out, even if you have to work before you get to it, right? For some people, I have a friend who's like an avid gardener. I mean, she loves gardening. So she might have to work and do some things during the day. She can't make it her career. But her purpose is to get in that garden in the evening and she loves the smell of it and she loves picking, you know, whatever's in harvest that day. That is her purpose for the day and that helps drive her. It helps give her, survive her realistically. We all need a purpose for our day. It actually should be the basic essential of what we're taught when we're young is, is what's your purpose today? And it doesn't have to be for other people. It really can be for you and about you, something that fills your heart and your soul. We know that it helps regulate brain chemistry. We know that it helps change dopamine regulation. It can change people's lives by just having a purpose. Miles Monroe said the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but it is a life without purpose. And I truly agree with it. It's more than basic to just have a purpose. It is essential. It is the core nature of our being to have the ability 
to be more than we are and in that we need to have a purpose-driven life. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.